Hello, everyone. Welcome to Popcast on the Rocks, episode 113, where a podcast talks about pop culture things, and sometimes there is whiskey. My name is John, and I am joined, as always, by Andrea. How's it going? Good, good. Closing out an excellent week, so can't complain over here. All right. Excellent week. It's, uh, yeah. You have lots of fun cocktails on your uh, excellent week at all? <laughs> I did actually have a couple. Um, okay. I mean, I was in Boston this week, which is why my week was so excellent. Uh, vacation's always good. Um, and of course, I had to have a couple beers because, you know, Boston, the city of Sam Adams, you got to have one sure. at least. Um, and I just, I don't know. I feel like with like the seafood that I was eating out there, beer just kind of like goes well with things sure. like lobster rolls rather than yeah. cocktails. But uh, I did have a couple fun ones out there. I had something called the Freedom Trail Refresher, which I cannot okay. like extol enough because it was delicious. Oh, you remember but what it was? I do. I do. The Blood of it's, Patriots it's actually, Seltzer. The, <laughs> the Tears of King George. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little bit of tea and yeah, some seawater. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, no, so I remember it's my favorite gin, which is Hendrix gin. Okay. Uh, a little bit of lemon, elderflower liqueur, and uh, just some soda. And it was okay. delicious. It's like simple, Thanks. straightforward, and refreshing. Yeah, it sounds good. It was, it was very cute. The waitress was very concerned when I ordered it. She was like, I just want you to know it's, it's strong and it's not very sweet. And I was like, good by me like i yeah, like that's... this <laughs> you're not you're not like worrying me here um and so she brought it over and and she was like you know how is it are you okay and i was like oh no it's delicious she's like okay well we just get a lot of tourists in here they're looking for something like sweet and syrupy and so they think this is it and it's not and i was like oh no Huh. No, no, that's the, don't was, worry. That's okay. not me. <laughs> I was going to ask what, what you're wearing. Was it like, I love Boston shirt. And so I just like really <laughs> called out tourists or. Right. Know. Right. No, I think, I think it was probably the fact that like, you know, Chris and I like strolled on in there. We didn't know where to sit. So we we're kind of like looking around. We had the sure. baby and the stroller and all the stuff and paraphernalia backpacks mm. and whatnot. So. You know, I wish it would have been the other way around. I would have had that courtesy because um, we went to this uh, kind of gringo Mexican sort of place or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, they had fun sounding cocktails, but they were super sweet. There was just oh. sugar in a glass. So Gross. I would have I would have preferred the warning in, in the reverse. Just so you know, some people coming in here looking for a well-balanced cocktail you're getting a pile of syrup. So, <laughs> right up, uh, you're getting gut rot. Thank you yeah. for ordering. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, well, yeah, Boston, that's fun. I, I was there a couple of years ago and I don't know that I did have a Sam Adams. Maybe I did. Definitely saw like the statue of Sam yep. Adams and stuff like that. But, yeah. I um, mean, the, the tasting room is like right next door. So. Okay. okay. To the statue. Yeah. yeah. No, was it uh was the weather good and everything and it was. Um, I mean mostly it was towards the end of the week it got pretty hot. It was like mid nineties, kinda like sweltering and not much, you know, breeze or cloud cover. So that was a little rough. Uh 
Um, but you know, I mean, it's July on the coast. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't complain terribly much, but it was shocking. That's why I'm in like flannel right now. It was shocking to come home to Minnesota. And today it was like, 60s and i just came from like 90 degrees sweltering heat so mm-hmm. i got home and was like what is what is this what is happening it's so like <laughs> reasonable and moderate here what is that yeah <laughs> yeah no i i uh i i really liked boston you know i've been to mm-hmm. you know in the different cities i've been to now or whatever a lot of places there's sort of areas that are nice and then mm-hmm. a lot of the rest isn't or it's just really normal I don't know. It's mm-hmm. it's just kind of, but Boston. I don't know. Everywhere I kind of looked when we drove by or whatever, just seemed pretty nice. It was nice. It was a nice place, mm-hmm. nice city to walk around in. So. Yes, yes. We covered a lot of distance. Um, so yeah, I think I think we averaged like ten miles every day that we were in the city. Nice. Of course, you had to like walk the entire Freedom Trail, um, and then some of it like it's so much that some of it closed before we could get done with it on one day. So we had to go back and do some more of it. And then there were like mm-hmm. some other sites we wanted to see. Um, so yeah, so we just, we just put on a lot of, you know, foot miles yep. in the city, but it's nice though. It's nice that you can get there, you know, get everywhere by walking. But we also, I mean, we, t- we took the train um, just to like kind of test it out. We went to Fenway park. We caught a Red Sox game, which was fun. Oh. Um, and then we were staying with a friend who lives outside of Boston, so we took the ferry in a couple of days. Because, hmm. I mean, you, okay. you can't do stuff like That's that around cool. Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun. And, I mean, very reliable. They are on time. They are leaving sure. at the time they are leaving. It was insane. Well, that's good. Like, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> great to be so reliable, but, yeah, you cannot mm-hmm. be late for the ferry. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't we didn't get to see the whole Freedom Trail because we went it was seasonally. Some stuff wasn't open. It was kind of the sure. late winter yet or whatever. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, just not everything was open. But yeah, yeah. well, that's great. You had a good time. Um, yeah, we're gonna like, catch up a little bit more on some entertainment things mm-hmm. that we've watched over the week. Um, we have a lot of news, and then we will get to actually some because uh, some San Diego Comic Con is going on. And mm-hmm. then uh, we're going to talk a little bit of Manwa, some webtoons at the end. Uh, maybe yes. you'll all want to follow us along and on some of those. So we'll see. Um, before we get there, though, mm-hmm. uh, we're kind of jumping around, but uh, we talked drinks. Oh, good. Are there drink holidays? Of course there are. It's not a good week if you don't have a drinking holiday. Um, so... Backing it up a little bit, July 19th was National Daiquiri Day. John, are you celebrating? I'm not. All right. Moving right along then. 721, July 21st. 21st. Give you a clue. It is Legal Drinking Age Day, which, I mean, go ham. Anything you want. Yeah. Do you remember the first thing you had? Do you remember the first thing you had when you were 21? Mm-hmm. I went and I went to uh well first I want to just want to say hello to Francesco in the chat. Hello. Oh hey Francesco for, for jumping in. I have not seen I, Nope. Um I really want to. It's been getting such amazing reviews. I'm really excited it? I, about it. I've seen mm-hmm. trailers and I haven't I haven't looked at any reviews yet, but I have I have no idea. I watched the trailers and was like WTF, but I don't know. 
the the amazing reviews have like really kind of pushed me over the edge. I really want to go see it. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah, I had a. Uh, I was at went to Chili's with a friend Chili's. from Best Buy. That's and funny. um. I ordered, of course, a vodka martini from, you know, from Chili's, but I didn't realize it was two for ones. So it was on the rocks with an olive and two of them. So that was, oh that was my first, I'm 21 Double now. Fisting, I get a... <laughs> starting right out the gate. My God. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I offered my friend, you can have most of this other one or whatever. So <laughs> that's too much, too much. Was so, it good? How about you? Um, I mean, I mean, it was a vodka martini, and I definitely, um, I'm still to this day not a huge like just dirty vodka martini kind of fan. Mm -hmm. It's usually not my uh, my thing still. So yeah, for what I was aware at the time, and having not had any before, it was pretty. It was all right. Yeah, sure. But yeah, how about how about you? You you recall? I do, I do. Um, so for my twenty first birthday, my first you know legal drinking age drink, um, my parents actually took me out to dinner, and they took me out to the place that I worked, Akita, mm -hmm. and I had the Typhoon Tea, which was basically a twist on a Long Island. Okay, okay. Well, that's a good one. I'm sure, that yeah, was. I mean, it was it was tasty, delicious. and you probably knew who made it and. Yep, I did. I knew the other bartender who was working, so because yep. that's what I did there. So, yeah, yep. nice. And Akita is excellent food. So, yeah, all around good experience. Probably, probably a better choice than me. I just had to for you know, so it would always be memorable. I just had that's the drink. I have to had to do it. Had the yeah James Bond. I feel like I feel like mine was always going to be memorable the second I knew my parents were taking me to the place that I worked. Sure. Because like yeah. I was making these making drinks, events so of it like, kind of and yeah, yeah. Yeah. So oh Francesco says in Argentina you can drink legally at 18. Huh? Yeah. So maybe their legal drinking age is uh July or legal drinking age day, <laughs> day. is July 18th. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, yeah. I mean, so many other countries have such different, you know, thoughts about alcohol yeah. than the united states does um for sure not saying anybody's right or wrong or you know you know anybody needs to change what they're doing but yeah it's just yeah. interesting when you think about it like when i would go as a 12 year old to visit my family in germany and my cousin would sit down and have a beer with dinner and i'm like I'm like 10 you're just <laughs> like casually having a beer with your you know okay mm -hmm. but you know whatever they don't think anything of it yeah um, well, so yeah, I'm definitely technically celebrating that day. Okay. Are you also celebrating today's drinking holiday, which is National Tequila Day? I'm not. I should be. I could have easily made a change. I was going to say three guesses as to what I'm celebrating. Yeah, right. I'm sure you have the rocks tequila. And it's, I do. Uh, but is it on the rocks or is it uh, a concoction? So I've got a little bit of both because we are going to be talking about The Rock today. I felt like I had to celebrate him in a multitude of ways. So I've got good old-fashioned shot of tequila. Oh, nice. 
And I found a new recipe for a spicy watermelon margarita. Oh. So I also have that. Nice. What um, what do you have on the rim then for the spice? So you have like uh, the um, little kind of Mexican. Um, yeah. That's what they usually use. The Tajin, Tajit. Yeah, 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 yeah. T-A-J-I-N. I do not know how to say it. I keep meaning to look it up so I don't sound like an idiot when I say it, but forget. Okay. Nice. It's, yeah, it's the proper stuff. You didn't just roll cumin around the edge or something. <laughs> no, no. I got the real thing. Nice. But in the recipe, it said instead of lime juice, uh, use honey to coat the rim before you put the spice on. And it's good. That's, I like it. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, A, for the taste, and B, because, you know, sticky. The adhesion, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Well, that sounds great. Yeah, I I, I should have uh, at least got a shot, then I can do the shot with you or something. But um, <laughs> this distance now, my liquor cabinet. So missed um, opportunity. Yeah, no, I do. Um, I do have a, uh, a fun cocktail though. It's mm. what we've talked about a lot. Really, is the mule, but I have a, mm-hmm. a London mule uh, in a way. I'm using a Minnesota gin boy that bottle is white showing up there There it is yeah so it's okay. local um Cute. far north spirits um solvai it's called and it's from halleck mm-hmm. minnesota so it's a really okay. nice um nice gin strikes a balance between you know piney and drinkable and then i'm mm-hmm. using a um it's rachel's ginger beer for the ginger beer they're really good and um this is a uh raspberry flavored one mm. so i don't know if you've tried them good. i have several different a number of different flavors and they're no, all good so awesome yeah i forget where ashley orders that but we, we haven't seen in the store we just order it from somewhere so yeah your drink well, your drink feels almost like christmasy well, this bottle definitely looks Christmassy. You know, yes, they're playing into yes. the idea of, oh, you're up north and it's snowy and it's called Far North mm-hmm. Spirits. So, yeah. Yep. Makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're wearing the warm kind of shirt, getting cozy. So, That's Christmas right. in July. That's right. It's practically <laughs> fall, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, salute. Cheers. Um, all right. So we've talked a little bit about your Boston trip. Did you mm-hmm. manage any um media consumption? Wow. Not we really. Away. Not really. We were so busy. I mean, touring around, you know, visiting all the tourist attractions. We went to the beach for an entire day. We went out to Martha's Vineyard, which is like a whole big huge oh, trip. Yeah. Um, and then we hung around the town that we were staying at because it turns out that Chris is one of Chris's like family tree lines originated in this town. Oh, which is kind of cool. That's fun, and then yeah. yeah, hilariously the following day when we were back in Boston and we went to the Boston tea party, like museum slash right. reenactment. Um, I was given a character to play and it was literally Chris's ancestor. What? Oh, like, that's fun. Yeah. It was hilarious. 
like out of the stack of a hundred characters that, you know, this woman could have like chosen to give me, she gave me this one. So one of Chris, one of Chris's ancestors participated in the Boston Tea Party. Well, I am waiting for the day I want to see Chris live up to his ancestor. Someday he's got to have some serious civil disobedience that I want to capture. I know, I know, right, right. So he can, yeah, no, he's he's got to, yeah, continue the line, Mm -hmm. the patriot line. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he he did like throw tea in the harbor, like you can do at the but you know you just like haul it right back up it's just on a like yeah. a line and you just fish it right back out so <laughs> it doesn't count it doesn't count it doesn't count yeah i'm trying to think of what uh what you'd, what you'd have to do now instead you know i don't know what beverage you'd have to toss out you know it's not i know uh, i know we don't we're not a nation of tea drinkers really so no. i don't know maybe maybe he's got to do something at starbucks i don't know <laughs> yeah the throw in the christmas cup this is not the christmas yeah. cup i like it's always controversy <laughs> or the thing that's true that's true <laughs> so uh so okay, yeah well. so i mean between all of those activities we were pretty busy um kind of the only thing i really got to do was read um so i read a very good like kind of beachy summer book uh little fires everywhere by okay. celeste Wen. And, um, it was good. Like, but it was, it was, it was a study of human character, which I found really interesting, but it wasn't like terribly deep and complex. So it's still like you could take it all in and it was easy to get through. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to checking out the Hulu series. Um, I think Reese Witherspoon and Carrie Washington star in that. And I think this is a story that would translate better via like an acted medium rather than a book Hmm. so okay interesting i feel like that doesn't come along too often necessarily yeah i think it was interesting to see like the the character motivations but i feel like they could also be pretty easily conveyed like through facial expression or through like you know what i mean just through body language or you know right any other kind of like acting signs that you can give um so yeah so i'm interested to see it yep cool when's that come out yeah um the first season is already out and the i think we're planning on season two maybe coming out in 2023 or 2024 i think they had some delays with that but not entirely certain so don't take my word it literally on that okay cool yeah i uh i did Mostly reading this week too, uh, in the comic book mm-hmm. format again. If people nice. are interested, you should definitely look out look at some of our other videos and shorts I put out this week. Going into some of them, some of them I I need to go into a little more. But I actually read this one that Chris might might be interested in. It's mm. a it's a like Kickstarter or I guess Indiegogo campaign to get it mm-hmm. going. Which he successfully okay. was funded and stuff, but and they're going to be putting in comic book stores starting this winter or whatever, like an issue every six months or something like that. But it's called War Party. Um, Ooh. And so it it I described That's it in a short graphics. Yeah, as sort of a like the video game killer instinct, but if it was in like the mid seventeen hundreds, 
So it's in like colonial America, 1700s, that um, is uh, kind of dealing with the war between the British and the French. And um, mm. so that's kind of the setting at a time. And then a bunch of natives are all intermixed and choosing different sides and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And there is this one group or one guy that has a particular dilemma, problem, serious problem. And uh, this sort of shaman woman from one of the tribes that um, he had saved previously is helping him with this task. And so it okay. involves then like basically unlocking people's sort of spirit animals. Um, that's where the killer instinct come, kind of thing comes from. So the one guy is like a werewolf. You know, and, um, so do you so go on like a vision quest to find your spirit animal or is it just like you're already you're already she's like able to identify and awaken what it is and so you find okay. out then right. when she kind of goes through this process so um okay yeah it's um i i like the art it's some of, some of the best werewolf stuff i've seen in a while the first three issues are currently available and i think there's gonna be a total of six so it's not like a giant long forever thing or whatever it just this guy's written before about, I think, the Civil War was his previous um, comic book, okay. graphic novel story. So he definitely likes kind of that early American history and all that. And that. So, mm -hmm. I don't know, different setting than a lot of things. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Chris would be interested in that. Um, also, reading Girls of the Wilds, it's a manhwa webtoon and just looking that up i i told you before that i'd have trouble i had trouble finding something to get into you know there's a mm -hmm. lot it, it what's interesting is so with manga manga a lot of it especially shonen stuff a lot of it's filtered through like shonen jump or different stuff there's like very strict what is going to become successful in a way because mm -hmm. every every month or whatever the bottom three get dropped so they're always like only the best or the stuff that people are actually reading gets mm -hmm. to keep going. Well, Manwa is not that way. Webtoons aren't that way. Obviously you can just like put what you want on there. And so it's, right. it's going to be the wild west, the app store kind of thing, which means filtering through a lot of crap or yes. just stuff you're not interested in. You're going to have to like, I think we're going to have to have a system at some point of curation or, you know, having it so you can like content creators or something can kind of create lists like Spotify, you create mm -hmm. a playlist and you can share it. So that kind of thing. If you could do a list of things based on people that have similar interests, some there's going to be something because it's just a lot of trial and yeah. error at this point. Well, I found one now that I, I didn't want to stop reading. Awesome. I, I said, I think the artist is the same that did the one you read, the noblesse. Or, yeah. I yeah. Think. I was looking at that. It's either the artist or the writer. I think it's the artist. You're correct. So I didn't know what to uh, like, what to expect exactly, but I've been wanting to read. I like reading stuff with martial arts and a lot of it is poorly represented. Um, mm -hmm. And so I liked that this one is representing in a elevated way, several different types of martial arts. And um, it pretty quickly got to a story place where I liked different characters and they were explaining backgrounds that were um, 
well thought out and I don't know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm digging it. So um, awesome. Definitely knew that. And, um, and then call of the night, call of the night is that was a manga pretty new one actually. And, uh, got picked up to be an anime, um, shortly after, I guess. And, uh, there are now three episodes presently available and in uh, the U.S., it's available on High Dive, the service High Dive. And what is that? I've never heard of it before. Yeah, I'd seen it around and never tried it out because it's like Webtoons as well. There's a dozen different apps you can use. There's a lot. So okay. with anime, um, you know, Crunchyroll is the main one, but there are other mm -hmm. smaller ones. There's this one and um, BRV. Verve or whatever. That's another one. Oh yeah. Yep. So yeah. Okay. Um I'm giving it a shot. It has quite a few things on there. And it's uh so watch the first two episodes thus far. And it's a lot of fun. It's I don't know where it's if it's where it's gonna go, but it's the backgrounds and the way they draw the night sky and stuff are really beautiful. That's the color really pops. It's basically uh it is a, like a vampire story. Um mm -hmm. I mean, our, the title suggests. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our protagonist meets a vampire and um, has a very interesting proposition for this vampire. But it's like it's it has a it's a good mix of just very pretty. But with, um, you know, I don't know, it's just not a normal vampire thing, I guess. So it has a little bit mm -hmm. of silliness to it. So, okay, yeah, uh, Ashley's enjoying it, too. So um that's what i've been up to this week and nice. um busy busy both of us yeah um yeah the things that kept me busy i was like other than this was work and stuff or was what i got more sure. watched and done but um speaking of anime mm -hmm. one of my personal favorites a classic yu yu hakusho mm -hmm. i can't remember if we had a this news story before or if this is new we definitely have more information now about this. right didn't didn't we have like a casting or a poster i thought we, I thought we just heard it was a, gonna be a thing okay because all right. when this when I swear they came I saw out a with poster of like maybe. a guy who was just cast maybe Maybe I'm imagining it. I don't even know. I mean, they're, they've been releasing <laughs> this stuff now just this last week or so in kind of small mm -hmm. in pieces or whatever. And sure. now they have the like principal cast um, set up. So, yeah, mm -hmm. Netflix doing their best to have another. Ass version of uh, an anime. Um, so. Like, here's here's my couple of thoughts. I mean, I will readily admit as someone who has not seen Yu Yu Hakusho. Number one, they're they're saying like, oh, brought to you by the Netflix anime team. OK, well, it's not anime <laughs> if it's live action. Yeah. So like accurate that. I mean, I don't mind that you have a branch that's dedicated, but like, don't pretend like this is it because it isn't. Mm -hmm. Number two, like. I just even even looking at the poster for this and seeing like everybody's powers represented in a live action form, I'm like not. I'm just not. Right. Like 
there's there's something about animation that just makes things like this work and live action doesn't and i i just don't i don't want to see it yep you know and three netflix why like yeah you already tried this failed experiment with cowboy bebop and while i liked pieces of it i i didn't like the show as a whole so with with the really weird mixed reaction you got with that, why are you pushing this so hard? You have plenty of other things to spend your money know. on that are way more successful. So either throw your money there or like spend your time actually developing new content because you do well at that. Yep. You know what I mean? Like right. develop yeah. shit like Castlevania. And I mean, I know it's not like true anime. I get it. But you know what I'm saying? Like develop yep. things like that like branch out. I just, I don't know why they're really pushing hard for the live action mm-hmm. versions. You know, one thing I'll say on that with the, um, you were talking about, I, you know, cause I've been a stickler about Castlevania not being anime, but I am going to have to get into this new world that we are going to be fast approaching where the line is pretty blurred. And right. so I'll be, it'd be interesting to see where the term anime actually falls. I suspect mm-hmm. it's going to be a blanket term for mm-hmm. something that is um, not necessarily aimed at children. I think that's, right. I think literally that's all it's going to be. Well, um, Castlevania is clearly not aimed at children. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but like, you know, but, Pokemon is, and that's anime because there's plenty, it's all ages. Well, so I don't know. I think it's, it's going to be weird going forward and I will do my best going forward to not quibble about it too much because there's nothing I'm going to be able to do about that. Well, I think we can quibble though about the fact that like, if you're the anime team, what are you doing in action? This is not right. Absolutely not. Right. 100%. 100%. hundred percent. Even if it's and, based on like, that's, that's ridiculous. That that'd be mm-hmm. like Netflix calling itself like a writing team or like, I don't know, a book publishing team because they're publishing or they're producing a TV show based on a book. Like you can't do yep. that. Yep. So I, I'm not cool with this. We're Quit still, uh, fortunately we're in a situation where I think that, you know, as it currently stands, I don't think you have too many manga artists out there that are drawing their manga and writing it with the hopes and dreams that someday it becomes a Netflix movie or live action series or something, you know, because uh, that's where we're that's where we're at in the West, I think, uh, where mm-hmm. everyone isn't really interested in writing their novel, isn't really interested in writing their comic book. They don't really mm-hmm. care. They want that, like, it's kind of like a person desperately buying a lottery ticket. I can win if I could just do this. You don't, you know, it's like, right. so I just and desperately do. need to have my screenplay. And, right. and people, yeah. instead of doing the screenplay, I will write the, the novel first. And then someday my dreams will become true. I'll be showered in millions of dollars because it will be made, mm-hmm. because I can sell it all and then have my mm-hmm. Hollywood movie. So and, well, and it's, it's a detriment for creativity. I agree because I feel like people do that because they don't know how to write a screenplay and like a novel seems easier. Yeah. Right. They have the story in their mind and they just, you know, yeah. Right. Because you can't, they they have a hard time. 
Exactly. Exactly. It's the technicality of it. It's like the the way that you write it is so, mm-hmm. so different. Yep. Yeah. Like I have a, a I, I think I found a piece of my, my D and D world that I would pull out and make into a webtoon mm. or something, but sure. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to draw it because I am not skilled enough at it, but I would totally lay it out and visualize the entire thing. So it's structured right. and dialogued up properly and everything before it went to anyone else so right but anyways this yeah netflix they're not stopping Ooh. they have uh oh, you know they had the death death note one they had the cowboy bebop one they had this yu hawk show one and now they have uh one piece as well yes. which they also mm-hmm. revealed the giant cast list for but it, as bad as yu yu show is going to live action one piece is way worse i can't i can't even way imagine. worse because at least a lot you know a lot of webtoons yeah. and manhwa are getting adapted into live action things a lot of things that people aren't even aware of uh that are on netflix are from webtoons but there are things that could reasonably be made into live action there's at least mm-hmm. that uh this stuff is not people are i don't know yeah whatever it doesn't have my viewership, so. Yeah, I think I'm going to be skipping, but thanks, Netflix. Better luck next time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they're like, they're laying people off. They have financial woes and stuff, and this is what they're and deciding this, to. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, We're going to, let's see. We'll, we'll we'll go up and down. We're a roller coaster ride, uh, this, this whole thing, because sure. now we got D D movie starring Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. And we have a trailer for mm-hmm. it. Uh, yeah. What do you think of that? I'm I'm not really sure. Like it on the surface seems like something that people should enjoy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it's it's like a great action movie. It's got a good cast. And it's got like the fun rock and roll song for the trailer, like oh, people making snappy quips. Yep. Um. So like on paper, it seems good, and I I really liked um one of the characters' like transformations, like literal yeah, animal transformations. Yeah. yeah. Um. And like the dragon effects that were going on, that was really fun. Like they they spent some good money on visuals. Clearly. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I, unless I'm missing something, which please point it out, I'm not really sure why this is like D. Like why this well, is like Dungeons and Dragons specifically? Well, because I'm sure it's set specifically in a time period and place in the Dungeons. I needed, I needed that. Okay. I, I mean, that. I, I, I needed would, some I'm, like call out. To be okay. like, sure, you can call this Dungeons and Dragons. Do you know what I mean? I like, definitely watch it again. It bothers me when to... people, mm. yeah. And maybe I missed it. Totally willing to admit if I did. Um, but I just I don't like it when people like tie it to something, and and then like there's nothing to indicate that it needed to be tied to that. So it's yeah, like I... what I was talking about last time when we're talking about like um, the Stranger Things play that's coming out. Like, right. I think there needs to be very specific call outs to the world of Stranger Things. Otherwise, like, don't call it Stranger Things. 
Mm-hmm. And here's where I'm like, I need a specific call out to D&D. Otherwise, don't call it D&D. Yeah, like, if you want to make I, some sort of fantasy action, whatever, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Do it. I think it's going to be, at least from from my D&D knowledge, it's going to be the creatures that are the, like, I think the owl, owl bear thing, not only are owl bear is a fan favorite, but sure. recognizable and specifically D&D. So I, I think that's probably a big reason that whole thing was in there, because otherwise it would have been a fun sure. surprise to show. Um, right. right at the beginning, I, I recognized a, uh, a creature. I forget what they're called now, but they live in the forest and they can, uh, they got, yeah, it's a, a kind l- of a cat with multiple tails. Sure. Um, yeah. I love the, uh, the creature features of this trailer. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, I wrote, it's like a cleaner rock and roll version of the Witcher that I didn't ask for. Sure. Yeah. I, um, it definitely will be less, you know, Witcher's. Witcher is dark for sure, gritty. And this is this is gonna have it's so pretty more humor. Mm-hmm. But you know, it looks better. It looks better than Lord of the Rings on oh, the new one. I will give like, it that. <laughs> like I looked at it, I was like, hey, these these effects and the world around. Like it looks well done. Like you said, they clearly spent some money on the mm-hmm. you know, on the effects here. So I was surprised. I, think- I again, I, I I agree. It's not something I asked for at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves is the best title to kick this mm-hmm. off. You know, um, yeah, I don't know. I also I also felt like Chris Pine was just like, and I'm really sorry to say it, Chris Pine, but like a low rent version of Witcher's Bard. Like, what oh my god oh my god you say that about I chris love, pine wow i know i know but like wow. they just had to like throw in at the end that he like plays a lute and is funny and i was like oh like <laughs> i feel like you're trying to capture that magic and i don't want you to like he he was his character was all fine by me and then at the last minute they were like oh he plays a lute and i was like don't okay. don't okay. do it well he- here we go. We have a we have a little disagreement on this one. I I was I was surprised. I was surprised that this based on this trailer alone, mm-hmm. uh, that list looks enjoyable to me. And given the state of how poorly done, I think so much, especially fantasy stuff, is done these mm-hmm. days. Um, I I was surprised because it would yeah. be common for a movie based on a license to be the cheaper thing. That's how it would always be. It'd be like, you know, here's this not super mainstream license. We're going to take like before we take doom or we take resident evil and we'll just butcher it. You know, we'll just butcher the whole thing. World of Warcraft. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, That, that was, I think unfairly maligned. uh, I think, I think, I think they just like didn't know how to market it well. Yeah, it was it was it did well in China. Marketed. Yeah, huh. people just didn't didn't understand like how to approach it. I think mm-hmm. is was its problem not not to malign the movie. Yep. Uh, I want to say quickly thank you, Lady Mythicals, oh. for the follow. Much appreciated. Oh, thanks. So I didn't put this in the rundown, but being we're talking about and I, I name dropped it here. There's been Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power 
trailers and news and stuff. Have you absorbed mm-hmm. any of that? Have your some of it? Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. Do you have any, uh, any more thoughts? Uh, I'm I'm still like I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. It's it's happening. It's against my will, but I have to. I ju- I just feel like I have to to know. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. But yeah, I'm just I'm not really excited about it. Between. You know, Galadriel not being Kate Blanchett and like seeing more of her story. Like, not that her story is not cool, but I just can't wrap my brain around like a different woman. It's really bugging me. Um, the world seems okay. I don't know. I don't know how to put it. Like, I'm just so like, I don't know what to expect from this. I just and I'm still in the camp of like, oh, you stop calling it Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. I. You know, am I am I alone in just feeling like our standards have just dropped through the floor when it comes to movies and entertainment? Because it's what do I don't you mean know our standards? Fa- I don't know if it's like a fa- a phase we're in or something. It's sort of like when the prequel movies came out for Star Wars, and mm. uh, particularly with Attack of the Clones, the second one, it was kind of you know, made a big deal about going all digital and we saw, you know, sets where it was just all, all green screen, the whole thing. Um, Mm -hmm. So you'd have ramps and everything is all made out of green. And then we had Anakin riding around a giant tick thing, balancing on its back and stuff. And it's like, we're, we're not in a better place right now. This is Mm -hmm. not improving the medium actually now maybe there's some technology but we're that's good to be used but i feel like we're taking this to technology it's out there now just everyone is using it and it's it there's no weights to anything i I, i've I've harped on this before so not only affect the effects but i feel like it's the same thing as my dad would would complain about with sign painting because he's a sign painter for a long time and so he he go around and a lot of the sign painting was replaced by computers. You know, you someone designed a computer and printed out and make vinyl decals that way and stuff. Well, that's so easy to do. So you'd have sign shops opening up everywhere and none of those people know anything about making a sign. They don't mm-hmm. know about like readability and layout and like proper color background versus foreground, you know, sans versus, you know, sans serif, like just, all the things that you would like uh, read a book or be taught to make mm-hmm. a proper sign. No, they didn't don't know it. And it's kind of with photography. Once it went digital, digital is great for everybody, but that's why they keep making this cameras smarter on your phones because people don't know how to take pictures. So the phone mm-hmm. has to do it for them as much as possible. Right. And so you'll see professional photos or photo- professional quote unquote, and they're not good because anyone can pick mm-hmm. up a camera and do it. And we're in this space with the movie movies where Hollywood is hiring people that don't know how to make movies from top to bottom. They don't know how to write a script. They don't know how to apparently storyboard. They don't know how to. And like there's yes, there's the old guard left that went through it. They they used to edit by cutting film strips and put it taping them together. And they like they edited the old school. But those people are getting older they're dying out they're not getting all the jobs so they're not being hired for this stuff and now it's these up-and-comers that 
I don't know, they get hired because they have, uh, they know someone that knows someone or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. um, they make it in town and people, you know, people like them. And so we're just getting garbage constantly. Lord, Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings is a masterpiece in so mm-hmm. many ways. And the weight that you are made to feel the way that that world is brought to life, because a lot of it is real. You are going places you are using practical effects when possible, miniatures and other ways, the real artistry behind it. I just feel like we don't have that now. And we're just, mm-hmm. it's a, we should, where things should be getting better and people should be improving on this stuff. It's not, we're just getting lazy. Whereas before it was like Jurassic Park, you'd have most of the dinosaurs were practical and they look spectacular. And now because mm-hmm. we can just see, throw a CG at it, we just have dinosaurs flying everywhere and you, you break, believability right i just i'm just upset by the whole thing the whole hollywood machine is just sure scourging. so so i i agree with most of what you're saying and i think that my anger comes with the last bit that you pointed out which is believability because like you said when you have something like okay so we're building like a replica of a T-Rex. You when you do something like that, you get a sense of like weight and balance and movement of reality of mechanics of like how this creature would move. And so you understand what, you know, what what to do to animate this creature in a believable manner. When you have like free reign of CGI and you can just like digitally create whatever you want to, you don't have to follow those rules. So people do mess up in the believability of like, okay, well, you can't make a dinosaur move like that. Or you can't, you know, make like these creatures because they would never like move this way or they can do things that like no human could possibly do. And it's like so extra and they're undefeatable because you just like don't understand the living being of what you've created. So that's my problem. Not that not that we're using like technology, I guess, because I feel like some people can use it and it can it can have the potential to be good, but when you have somebody who does it all the time, yeah, you just don't have that believability when you use it. Mm-hmm. And you don't have like if you're not using I don't know, like makeup or prosthetics or or things attached to a human, but you're just CGIing their face, you lose all semblance of like, how do people make expressions? When people make expressions, what does the rest of the face or body do? And that's where we run into trouble. People just like forget the limits of reality mm-hmm. because they have so much power in the digital. Yeah. And that's that's my problem with you know these tools that are being misused. And I think part of the problem that you're describing is we have so much demand for content. There's not enough like good people to go around. So people just like end up hiring whoever because they're like, we have to mass produce like so much content. We have to have more content than Netflix. We have to have more content than Amazon. Like everybody has to have so much content that it's just like, whoever we can find off the street, get them, let's do it. And so that's why we have a plethora of shitty content. That's my opinion. That's my take on it. Yeah. And and that could be, but to my mind, they're making the wrong choice. And instead of like trying to just scale this up, let's worry about downsizing. A lot of the best I agree. Doctor Who, 
was simple. I always, mm -hmm. I always think of 12 Angry Men, classic. It takes place in a courtroom with 12 people. Like, that's what it is. Um, there is a panic room uh, back in the, the 90s or whatever, or the 2000s, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And it just takes place in a house with a few people. Mm -hmm. A lot of it's in a small space. The um, other room one. with Brie Larson. Yeah, right. There's there's several of these, you know, and um, the one of the best Doctor Who episodes are a really good one. They're on a train. They're on a different planet mm -hmm. and they're on a train mm -hmm. car. Yeah. Um, it you were they're leaning on all this scale? stuff. Yeah, this scale because they don't have the talent to write. Like if they had a good story, you can lean on the story. They don't have that. They have to lean mm -hmm. on dazzling you with effects that aren't believable anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, it's um, Marvel is one of the worst offenders. They just keep trying to ramp it up. They think to get audiences, we just have to keep ramping, ramping the stakes, mm -hmm. the like craziness. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's the small stuff. It's like listening to a song that has no sense of balance or flow. If the whole song is screaming and loud, then nothing mm -hmm. is loud. It's all just noise. You have to have the quiet moments so then the loud mm -hmm. moments mean something. It's like I've listened to a lot of reviews on the new Thor movie, and it's like if you want to have something funny, you have to have moments that aren't funny so that mm -hmm. you can laugh at something and then have a breath and then have a chance to laugh again a while later. You know, if if it's just one note, feel nothing. There's no mm -hmm. roller coaster ride of emotions. And we're just throwing shit at the screen. So and just add more of it, add more shit and people will like it, I guess. I just mm -hmm. I don't know. We're going to talk about Marvel is coming up here um, and Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I it's it shouldn't be called that. I. I feel bad for all the diehard Lord of the Rings fans out there because they um, they've been a good fan base. Like I remember when the mm -hmm. early when the Lord of the Rings movies were in development, uh, it was kind of earlier days of like internet fandom and stuff, mm -hmm. and people talking about it. And I remember even then people talking about how the Lord of the Rings fan base seemed more mature, like they were. Yeah. understanding some stuff would have to change you know they were very knowledgeable on the source material and i think it's really a load of garbage that uh you know we're getting bezos, screwed. yeah that bezos says he cares about lord of the rings he doesn't he doesn't or you wouldn't be making you wouldn't be you wouldn't be t making up a story about gladriel mm -hmm. you know it's all a real story that yeah i mean gladriel the real news that came out, I feel like, was that Amazon has, like, almost no rights to almost any, like, main stories. Yeah. Like, they confirmed. They're like, oh, we don't have this one. We don't have this one. And it was just like, okay, so what mm -hmm. do you have? Yeah. Like, I know you had, like, material from the Tolkien estate, but, like, what is it? Mm -hmm. Because it's yeah. not anything that, like, people really know about. So, I don't know. I guess that... I don't know. It could be a good thing. It could be interesting, but I'm terrified. I'm so absolutely terrified. I'm going to watch, but I'm terrified. 
Well, there's this kind of thing going around where I think people like they want to shrug off the idea of lore. You know, uh, it's like it, it, where it's not important. You know, it's it. Look, it's a TV show. You know, a normal person would be like, it's not a big deal. It's a TV show. Maybe it's maybe it's OK, you know, and that's fine. But that's not what it is to be a fan. You have to care about right. the source material and something like someone like J.R. Tolkien, clearly that um, spent a good chunk of his life creating languages, multitudes of them, drawing maps. Right. He didn't think it was right. nothing. He didn't think right. this he was is, like meaningless and you can just change it I and mean, do whatever with it. It was his life. Right. Right. Like check the Silmarillion. Like that is a whole history of creation. Like, mm-hmm. and not a short little like creation myth that takes like 10, 12, 20, even a hundred pages. It is huge. It is so detailed. He has one of the most beautifully fully fleshed out worlds of any like sci-fi fantasy. And mm-hmm. I'm, I, I don't care if you at me about it. Like this is, this is what I think. And I think there's plenty of evidence to back it up. So yeah. So ignoring all of that, that he poured into that, he just like spent hours and hours literally like agonizing over the details is such a slap in the face. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's actually, I, I like, I don't want to do your, do your job for you, John, but this is actually a really great transition into our next story. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. just, you know, from mm-hmm. like ignoring source material and just like, Hey, I let's mean, do what you want, make it a TV show. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying that uh, National Treasure is like the greatest source material right. ever, but like some pretty decent movies. And now they're just like pulling some shit out into a TV show that looks like garbage, just yeah. hot garbage. Like, And I see again. this as someone, I, I'm just gonna say, I say this yeah. as someone who just came from like Boston, visiting so yeah. many historical sites, like getting ex- re-excited about American history and like, you know, mm-hmm. that time period. And I don't even care that like, there's probably cool history in here. Right. I don't, I don't even care. I don't even care. I don't want to yeah. watch anything. I don't even want to watch a millisecond. I'm sad that I watched the trailer for this. I know. Right. I, I didn't watch the whole thing. I didn't make it. Like, I normally watch the whole thing. I didn't trailer. either. I, I like, didn't watch I like sort of, I like sort of skipped through some things. It was like, let me just get the basics so I can talk about it. But I'm real, real sad that anybody thought this was a good idea. I'm sad for American history because I just spent a whole week learning about how cool some of it is. And I'm sad for Catherine Zeta-Jones because what are you doing with your career right now, girl? And I'm even sad, you know, I'm even sad for Justin Long. And Nick Cage. What's, yeah. Well, he's not even part of this. I know. <laughs> exactly. Good, for, good yeah. for you. Make some good yeah. choices, Nick Cage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not Justin uh, Long. I don't know. I'm that, Justin I know Bartha, he, right? That's his name. I don't know. I, I only know him from these movies, I guess, or whatever. I know. Yeah. He's from The Hangover, too, though. Oh, that's right. Uh, that's right. That's right. Well, he hasn't been around Justin for a while, Long. so. I think it's Justin Bartha. Or, yeah, there it is. I don't know how to say his last name. Okay. Uh, look, we have we have Indiana Jones, who's one of the in modern history the more original. We have mm-hmm. uh, Nathan Drake, 
the video game space. Yep. We have Laura Croft, also from the video game space. We have the other National Treasures. We have the Da Vinci Code. We have a number mm -hmm. of like dealing with historical artifacts and time periods and stuff, uh, adventures. They're all different mm -hmm. in a little way. So again, I'm not opposed to having some sort of adventure show thing. Yeah. We have to take the National Treasure name. Most people that are going to watch this it out and haven't it. even seen National Treasure, I guarantee mm -hmm. it. Like mm -hmm. they weren't alive when the other ones came out or something. Um, so they're hoping to, to get us and they're not getting me. It's not happening. You're going to have National no. Treasure. You're going to make it some hokey series. And you're not going to have Nicolas Cage in it. I'm not back for that. No. So. No, and I'm sorry. The dialogue was just woof, brutal. Like, it was just very clearly like, this is supposed to be a witty snippet. This is supposed to be a witty snippet. This is supposed to be a dramatic snippet. Comedic yeah. snippet. Like, ah. Or like yep. the closing was like, once I start something, I have to finish it. I was like, <laughs> oh, no. This is so hokey. Terrible. Uh. Yeah. So, no. I will I will have no parts of this. Thank you. Yep. 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 Um something I'm a little more positive about is uh you know we got we got to turn this around a little bit for at least for a moment. Yep. John Wick. Yep. Peaks four. and valleys, peaks and valleys. Yeah. <laughs> uh John Wick 3 I enjoyed quite a bit. I did agree mm -hmm. with our friend and uh um guest previously Shane about how Keanu seems to have lost a step and not really feeling mm -hmm. like he could keep up with the stunt people he was acting against. And, mm -hmm. um, and whereas some of the things that I think John Wick started out doing well with was kind of creating the realism of the tactical situations mm -hmm. that John Wick would be involved in and a lot of real stunts and that kind of groundedness that a lot of Hollywood has thrown away and I feel like in four, it started to lose itself again. You know, always trying mm -hmm. to one up or whatever. It started to not only was Keanu looking a little slower, but they started doing a few things. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That, not four. Uh, right. So I'm interested what's going to happen with four, but the mm -hmm. trailer looks cool. And yes. we clearly look like we're in Japan. Uh, mm -hmm. teams, so. Did you find the trailer interesting? And like, what are your thoughts on the other ones? Like, what have you have you seen of and stuff? I don't really recall. I've only seen one. Okay. The yep. first one. I keep meaning. Yep. Yep. I keep okay. meaning to get around to like seeing two and three because I very okay. much enjoyed the first one, but I just, I don't know, just keep not having the time or like don't think of it or like I think of it while I'm watching something else. I'm like, all right, yep. I'm going to do that. And then I don't. The first one is but definitely like the best. It's mm -hmm. the best. Like I love some of the yeah. stunts and the moments and the music and different things, scenery and the other ones for sure a lot. Mm -hmm. But as a self-contained movie, number one is definitely the best. Yeah. I think, yep. I think that's down. what I've heard. So, mm -hmm. I mean, not that that'll deter me from at some point, in the unknown yeah. future from watching, but yeah, no, I've heard one is the best. You know, one, it goes from one is a, is a good movie to the, to these other ones are fun rides. Sure. So, 
But yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, you know, I'm excited to see it nonetheless. See what they come up with for it, and uh, they just need to get um, Carrie Ann Moss involved because that's what I was thinking with John Wick Three. I'm like, there's an appreciation for the Matrix, and they bring in um, uh, Morpheus. And yep. all they need to do. So instead of making that last Matrix movie, it's like they should have just kept <laughs> they going here. Skipped over that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, skip over that and just kind of like spiritually, you know, you're you you have your your callbacks, right. and you have the central cast. Well, that's, yeah. that's immediately what I thought of. I was like, oh my god, it's Morpheus and Neo on screen again. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. that's that's all you see when you see them together. Yep. And they use some lines from the matrix. Yep. Like they definitely have an appreciation. So they shouldn't have. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. This looks like one. a fun ride. Um, yep. I enjoyed the like mix of, you know, he's clearly like getting back to hand to hand fighting, you know, just like working it out on a punching bag versus like some, some tricky stunts with guns and swords and right. a leather whip just like whipping somebody across the face. That was, I don't know why I found that kind of weirdly hilarious. It almost looked like spanking. So I was like, yeah, oh my God. And kinky. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it looks fun. Nice. Um, all right. So some of this stuff is coming out of, uh, comic con, as we had mentioned, we had, of course, Marvel is, uh, at comic con. Mm-hmm. And so they had a bunch of their stuff released a number of trailers. We've, been able to see a few of them they had their whole mm-hmm. list um about i think guardians and ant-man were the ones that we can't technically see right i think there were some leaks of those but we can't see guardians 3 and quantum i definitely have not seen those so yeah i don't think i don't think those are presently yeah. available to the public yeah. um what i'll just like throw it to you what because it's a big list. I don't want to go run down through all the things that are mm-hmm. available, you know, coming here. Um, mm-hmm. It's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. Holy. But what has you, what has you excited? What has you not excited? What, what stands out? Like what was surprised you? What What's notable here? Sure. Um, so I guess I'll start with what surprised me was a Captain America movie announcement. I was like, um, okay. say, say what? Come again. Like you didn't expect uh, that. I didn't, I okay. didn't, I don't, I don't know. I just sort of was like, I thought we were done with that. I mean, no. I, I know we have a new Captain America, but like the series, I just, did not like so much that I just sort of thought like they were like, okay, well failed, failed attempt. Sorry. Yeah. And, and and it's happening. I just, I didn't think it would happen. In fairness, they don't give up um, like DC does anyways. That is, that is true. You know, they don't just like reboot it. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just sort of thought like they would just like not go forward. Not that they would like reboot with a new Captain America, which they're already doing but you know what i mean like i didn't think they would yeah. like reboot the reboot the thing but is, i just not... sort of like thought it wouldn't happen or he would just like be a part of another movie it's it's funny you say that because it feels like we're not moving forward at all like we're moving to phase five 
And what the hell yeah. happened in they, phase four? <laughs> like they, they like they they already started announcing phase six, and I was like, I'm sorry, did I miss the other phases? Like mm -hmm. apparently they count phases differently than their like large overarching overarching stories. Because right. they're like, oh yeah. yeah, like with with like the end or like the beginning. I can't remember even remember what they said, but like the end or the beginning of phase six, we're like wrapping up the second large story arc of the multiverse, and I was like. Wait, what? I thought the entirety up to Avengers Endgame of that storytelling was phase one of Marvel. Oh, no. Yeah. It, and so they I was always, just like, what, what are the phases? What are the delineations? I've, like, missed this. Yeah, if phases were more in, like, see, when it was, it was more clear before because it was more like, okay, in the first phase, you're going to have a Hulk and an Iron Man and a Thor and a Captain America movie phase two is going to be the, the sequels to those, you know, mm. so it's Captain America two and Thor two and then Iron Man two. And, and so it made more sense. So phase three, then, Got it. you know, you, so that, but now it's like, we don't have the I don't sequels. Even know. They're just no. like new movies and none of them are leading anywhere. Right. Uh, they say and they are, are and are they the pretend TV, like they are, the are but they're not in there. Are the TV, the TV shows, shows like are in phase? there? Yes, yes. The TV shows are in the phases too. Well, yes. GD it. Like, do they matter or don't they matter? I don't understand. <laughs> they they don't really matter. They don't really I, matter. Yeah. It's just like a way to sort of explain the next chunk. So when we can announce the next chunk of content mm -hmm. coming, our roadmap. Here's our next mm -hmm. phase. You know, it's a big kind of breakdown yeah. but it did make sense when it was like again we feel like we would progress from phase to phase so like but mm -hmm. yeah I, don't I, I just don't even know where the phases are like delineated because i guess anymore. you know if, if we have like phase four has the first shang chi movie phase five should have shang chi too right? well but so. like so if phase three was phase three shouldn't like guardians of the galaxy three be in phase three no because because I believe Guardians, the first one, started in phase two. And don't confuse me by being like one, <laughs> two, three, and then you got well, one, two, yeah, three elsewhere. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, <laughs> you know the, phases, like, yeah, ultimately like the phases just... don't matter for the audience. Like, it shouldn't matter because the story should be clear enough. You don't have to worry about phases. Right. It's just like right. where things are going and you understand the story arcs that are happening and all that sort of thing. Yeah. But there aren't any story arcs no. happening. Like all they're doing is throwing out um, questions and not really answers. And yeah. I don't think they have plans for these answers. Honestly, I have no idea. But apparently, so. like the other big surprise to me, which I'm I'm looking forward to in a theoretical sense. So Phase Six, they announced it because we're already like looking ahead to 2024, 2025. Mm -hmm. We're gonna have a Fantastic Four. Yeah. At least you can't make a worse movie than what you've already made. So I mean, I think watch, I think I think. But we're also getting two Avengers movies. Avengers the Kang Dynasty, which is a very specific title, and I somehow don't like it. And Avengers Secret Wars, which is coming both of those are coming out in 2025. And I like this theoretically just because I want to like answer the question. Who are the Avengers now? Like, I want right. them to like nail it down in these movies so I can be like, I see these are the Avengers. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. That's like literally the only question I want to know. I don't even know what the storyline is happening. I have no interest. I just want to know who are the Avengers now. Yeah. Who do like you see as the Avengers? Please nail it down for me. Yeah. Who are the Avengers? What is their threat we're we're working towards? We're right. Which I mean, Kang. So obviously with Kang. Obviously, yeah. Yep. Um, but then Secret Wars. Wars. Yeah, that's which. Which I feel is more fitting of an Avengers title because they're more vague. Well, yeah, you know what I mean, but, I mean, so it's it's a like it's Infinity a War and Endgame were like very yeah. just like, you know, big, large. You know, they don't say like, "Hey, we're fighting Thanos over here." Like, it wasn't like Avengers mm. fighting Thanos. That wasn't the title. Yeah. So it's interesting. The thing is, Secret Wars. I feel like that one. I don't know. I feel like they're setting the, the threads they've dropped for the Kang Dynasty and for Secret Wars. Because Secret Wars, mm-hmm. people generally like the comic book story for that, I believe. But mm-hmm. um, I feel like it's by the time these movies roll around, unless they do something different here, there's not going to be a lot of people won't have picked up the threads. The average audience member is mm-hmm. not going to be like, oh, yeah, this. And clearly that's this right. and leading to that. And that's why this is happening. So, right. I don't know. Um, interesting. It's interesting. We have to wait to 2024, 20, 2025 for Fantastic Four. That's interesting mm-hmm. to me because, you know, it seemed like when they got the rights back, you'd be on that. You know, it's mm-hmm. like one of the originals. Um, and people it's been like such a bomb though. Four. I know. Yeah, I know. People are cautious. I mean, I hope it means good things because I seriously don't think you could make a worse Fantastic Four. But prove me wrong. Hold my beer. And I don't know. Is it crazy that there's no X Men? We're to no, twenty twenty five. Because they're they're having X Men ninety seven. So Did, they're well, they're. That's their no. X-Men piece right now. That's not, no. I mean, so. I don't think it is, but like they have an X-Men piece, so. Someone was mentioning the other day that X-Men was Marvel's, is Marvel's biggest property. Like over the entirety of Marvel comics, it's X-Men and Spider-Man and really mm-hmm. nothing else because of the number of books that there were for X-Men and how well they sold. We've this got this thing that was on the very top and now we have Marvel mm-hmm. and there's just not a word from it. They're too busy bringing out Ironheart and Ms. Marvel mm-hmm. recreations and mm-hmm. not the X-Men. I know. Like priorities people. Priorities. Missed opportunities. Yeah. So um yeah i don't know i you know i guess i can't uh, i can't talk because i haven't seen a marvel movie in a while uh Mm. so but it's just in terms of me being excited or for whatever um i still think i still think they have a mess on their hands yeah i think so too um of what i did get to watch I was really excited visually by Black Panther Wakanda Forever. The visuals in that look stunning. That was a nice trailer, huh? Gorgeous. 
absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm intrigued. Like who puts on black Panther suits? Like I'm, it's, it seems very unclear. I think it's still like, everybody knows it's going to be Shuri, but it was, it was just like a great lead up. Okay. To, to like the end with like the black Panther suit. It was just all visually stunning. It looked amazing. Um, there were some clearly like amazing emotional performances. I felt the absence of Chadwick Boseman, but in sort of like a beautiful heartbreaking way that leads itself to a new story. So I don't know. The whole thing felt like kind of a haunting, beautiful tribute in a way. Sure. I, um, I think if I was Marvel, which I'm clearly not, I would have probably just given it some time and then recast Black Panther and not done the story making the character die and stuff like that. I think that's what, mm-hmm. you sure. know, um, because it really throws a wrench at things. And if, so if you're, but now being you went this path, mm-hmm. I wouldn't replace him. Being you went this path, I would set it up to you don't have a new Black Panther. You, um, mm. it becomes an hero, icon. Yeah, it, it just there's Turn. no because to me this movie Wakanda Forever, the whole trailer has nothing. It shows nothing with Black Panther because he's not there, and it looks great. It looks really interesting. You know, there mm-hmm. are other characters there that they've created and other characters they can work on more, and then clearly dealing with you know dealing with the loss of a leader and all this stuff like it'd be interesting to see what they do and go forward and we don't need another black panther would be my mm-hmm. argument you don't need it when and wakanda can still be interesting and wakanda can still play a role in the world mm-hmm. and um yeah so that that's what i would do being they took this path sure but they won't so well yeah. and i wonder if the movie is going to be less focused on finding like a replacement or who's going to be the new black Panther being that we only in the very final second, see just like an arm. You know what I mean? We just see like the, the claw. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just sort of wonder if like, maybe they are leaning in that direction and most of the movie isn't going to be focused on finding a replacement. It's going to be just like dealing with how do we go forward and dealing with like the loss of, you know, T'Challa slash Chadwick Boseman. Um, in 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 a sense, and then maybe we just get like the final minutes. It's like, up there it is, because we we clearly are. It's it's clearly happening. But right, I would I would be interested in a movie that didn't focus too heavily on it, especially early. Yeah, I would be. You know, to me, it'd be interesting to see how the nation moves on without him and going through those struggles, and then finding themselves, and then being able to. Ability use and hold up Black Panther as a like a more of a mythical figure to aspire symbol. to be, yeah, a symbol, not uh, you know, mm-hmm. it'd be the a, same a thing with Captain being. America, you know, in a way. But um, yeah. because and I'm I'm interested because they're bringing in Namor then, so Namor is, seems to be the threat mm-hmm. or what they have a conflict with. It's very weird that he's like Aztec now, but uh, it looks it looks interesting. Um, Mm-hmm. nonetheless and um 
Namor is one that I believe in the comics traditionally was considered one of the earliest mutants. So mm. we'll see if they consider him that because they clearly didn't. They could have done this with Scarlet Witch. And they didn't. Mm -hmm. They did it with a character that's not a mutant. Um, I won't spoil mm -hmm. that for people that haven't seen it or whatever. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I, I get I, I think the trailer is well put together. I think there is mm -hmm. like a proper drama. I think it does look really nice. We're just talking about all the effects are throwing everywhere. I felt like I felt emotion in the trailer and I felt the, um, mm -hmm. you know, effects looked good. And mm -hmm. I'm excited to see what the what happens with Namor. I definitely am more mm -hmm. excited, sadly, for this movie than the first Black Panther. Because um, mm, okay. I really didn't care for that one very much. And um, this to me looks far more interesting. So. Yeah, like I said, visually this looks stunning and like you said, I felt a very clear like range of emotions, so mm -hmm. excellent. Yep. Um the She-Hulk, we got a She-Hulk trailer, another one. Uh they had a chance to tweak some effects that were given some, you know, flack in the last one. Mm -hmm. Do you have any changed views uh, or anything on this? I don't. I'm still getting whiplash. I'm still like, it's, half of me is really excited about this because sometimes the the effects really just nail it. And then there were still some pieces where I was like, God, her face looks weird there. Or like something's happening with an expression and it's it's like like watery clay. It's just not translating into a face. Yep. Um, so it was still really difficult. And then on the other hand, like the storyline seems pretty on par, like for the cartoon, what I remember, like her attitude, like especially, you know, storming out on the red carpet, being like, ugh, I'm like awesome. Like the confidence is exactly what I remember from the cartoon of just being like, Yeah, I'm amazing as She-Hulk. Like I'm killing it. I look great. Like there's just no there's no sense of like Jennifer Lawrence's mystique where she's like, oh, like the, the way I naturally look mm. is hideous and I have to hide it all the time. Right. You know, we just have here like very like, here I am, here's She-Hulk, like strutting down the red carpet in my dress and my green skin, loving it. Um, So that's very like on par, but I'm still not understanding where like Blonsky comes in and why she's representing him and it still feels like disjointed that this is like a storyline. For some reason, do you know what I'm? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like I'm just not. Well, getting like, I mean, it, is... it could feel random, I suppose. But at the same it, time, it's gonna be like, well, we're gonna have the superpower person represent the superpower person, right? Yeah. But like, why are we why are we repping Blonsky? Like, I get it. She could, but like, yeah, I don't know. she could just refuse the case. Like, just don't do it. Like, she clearly states she has a conflict of interest. Like, yeah, he tried to kill her cousin. So like. I depends on her place in the to firm. Take it. You know, if it's like, well, you really want to be part of this firm and you, you know. But if she's so confident and she's like, I'm the She-Hulk, like I'm a celebrity, she doesn't have to do it. Yeah. Like, I I'm sure like there are a million that, firms. Though. I bet it's not right I, away, you know. I guess, but, but it still feels yeah. like she's like, oh, everybody's so interested because I'm repping him. And it's like, you don't have to. I get it. It creates conflict. Like, it's a problem, but yeah. it feels a little like 
ham handed to just like ram that in there. Yep. Yep. So whiplash, yeah. whiplash. I don't know. I don't know. Could go either way. Yeah. I, I, I feel the same in terms of whiplash and, or like this trailer in ways made me more excited and in other ways, maybe less excited. Mm -hmm. I'm clearly more excited because of what we saw at the end. I mean, the rumor was that Daredevil was going to be in this and we are at the end of the trailer. Looks like Daredevil's going to be in it. So that's yes. exciting. And great news out of Comic-Con. We got confirmation of a show. Yeah. We're going to have uh, Daredevil 18 episodes, I think. Daredevil mm -hmm. Born Again in 2024, spring of 2024. So, mm -hmm. um, and he'll probably show up in other places, you know. He's going to show up in Echo, you know. It's be, right. be around. So they were they were very fun. careful in the announcement saying like we have Charlie Cox and we have Vincent D'Onofrio. We we did not yeah. get confirmation of anybody else at this point. Yep. So um, I've read Born Again and a lot of that stuff is in the Daredevil C series already. So it's mm -hmm. very interesting to me that it's Daredevil Born Again. Kind of. I, don't I mean, know. they could just only? be taking the title, right? Yeah. They could just be taking the title because it's like, convenient really? to be like, up, oh, born story. again. Like, yeah. Right. Right. So I don't know about that, but yeah, we'll see. It's happening. So that's funny anyways. It'll be something I have to, uh, I don't know. I wish I could, I wish I could buy the show as I want. I don't want to mm -hmm. subscribe. Um, the other thing about the She-Hulk trailer, though, Mm -hmm. That made me feel worse about it is um, the like I like the confidence stuff. I, I think the visuals are a little bit better, but they mm -hmm. can't. Why? When I started My Hero Academia, I know it's like, oh, that's random. Okay. The kid in there struggles a lot, and part of the amazing thing about his journey is how he isn't much of anything and has to work so hard to build himself up to something to go, to face mm -hmm. all these challenges. That's a traditional story where your mm -hmm. protagonist has to overcome many obstacles in order to become something great to achieve something. Mm -hmm. And this trailer opens up basically with saying, Hey, I'm she Hulk and I'm better at the Hulk than everything, by the way. So we can't yeah. just have she Hulk be cool. We have to show that She-Hulk is cool at the expense of the Hulk. So yes. the Hulk has to look like a fool and an idiot. He's worked at this for a long time to get his anger under mm -hmm. control. He's overcome challenges to be able to to do what he is, do what he does. And she's like, no, I'm just uh, I'm just better at all. And you're kind of a sucker. And yeah. this keeps happening over and over. And it's like, why can't she struggle? It's like it's normal. Someone, Peter Parker discovers his powers for their first time and he has trouble jumping off a roof and uh, swinging and falling and all these things. You, you yeah. overcome that. It's like sticking to things you don't mean to stick to. You don't have to make fun of someone else to do that. Like you're the one that has to overcome the challenge. Sure. So I, I think these are actually two separate issues okay. um, because from, from watching the cartoon struggling is never, Jennifer Walter's problem. It's overconfidence. And she just is like, oh, I'm a natural at this. So she like jumps into things and then it's like, oh shit. 
So like that actually felt right to me, but I agree with you that I didn't like that we had to make her cool at the expense of the Hulk. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like right. in the in the cartoon, it's very just like, oh, I got these powers, like I'm a little bit better at controlling it than my cousin Bruce, like move on. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because that's not that's not her story. Where like the Hulk story is like, I have no control, like what am I doing? Yeah. And that's his very unique struggle with it. Her struggle is like, I started off like being thinking, oh my God, I'm so good at all of this. And so that gets me into trouble. But it's really like a half second spent on like, oh, I'm just like naturally better than Bruce at being the Hulk. So you don't feel like, like this is sort of dragging it out. Like this whole intro with like the banter back and forth and him being like, let me teach you. And she's like, got it. Like it does feel like, oh, do we really have to do that? Like, like the Hulk do we have to like diminish everything about him right to make to set up this journey for her I don't think we did right I agree that's yeah two separate issues that make sense you know it easily could it easily could have become a story B where you know it turns into a positive thing like oh hey you you've got this you know we don't need to you know without like making him look stupid and then he can also like if you want to incorporate Hulk more into the story it could still right. be a thing where, like, he has to, like, he he can has to deal with and reconcile. Like, wow, how much right. easier, you know? Like, I had to struggle with this. You know, this was a tough right. thing. You know, it's well, not about him, so we don't need to go into that. But it, it could be something right. for him later. You know, right? It could have been a really interesting tension, and I felt like they went Comedy. comedic. Yeah, yeah, and it and I don't like it. Because I, I agree, like, it could have been a really interesting, like, juxtaposition of, like, man, you are really nailing this. And at first, it's, like, great. And then he's, like, oh, now I'm kind of struggling with the fact that you were really good at this. But then she's, like, oh, I need, you know, I thought I was really good at this. But actually, like, something happened where, like, halfway through the trailer, it does, you know, show him being, like, you're a hero now. These are things you have to deal with. It's, like, oh, he could be there for the advice and be there for, yeah. like, the things that she doesn't know how to handle what thought she did, but she doesn't. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, that's it for the, um, the Marvel stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, there's lots of other things we didn't talk about, but a later time, right. these are right. some of the big ones. DC also had a little bit of a showing around this period. I don't think they're actually there. They don't have actually have a booth, but they're releasing stuff. Um, yes. so we have a black Adam trailer and a Shazam trailer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Adam, what do you think? All right, so I'm going to start it off. Dwayne Johnson, cheers. I love you. Cheers, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make a short out of that, a YouTube short, and I'll tag everything possible Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> tag all of his, like, Terramana, tag, tag Zoa, tag all everything. All yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I was... Very disappointed in the Black Adam trailer. Not in the way it was put together, not in the like, I'm disappointed with the movie. It literally told me nothing new. Right. It was like, it was like the exact same, yeah, like story impetus of the first trailer. It gave me nothing except some extra cool visuals, which you could have just saved for the movie 100%. Or, or put in the first trailer. I am, I'm just really sad. Like it makes me nervous 
about the movie that like did they just not have other things to put in a trailer were they like nervous about yeah yeah Yeah, right like i don't know but yeah it was a really disappointing trailer too i uh, i won't take that part i won't i'll clip that part out sorry it it, it (laughs) pains me it pains me to say this and and it's not that like the trailer was bad it just wasn't new yep yep i um I completely agree. Uh, it, the trailers, independent of one another, if you watch one and then only, you know, you only watch one, you basically get the same stuff. Uh, they both exactly. look cool, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we really don't know what is happening here, but it it does look cool. And yes, The Rock looks absolutely. great in this role. And mm-hmm. um, I still think that um, Pierce Brosnan is a, Mm-hmm. spectacular cast as dr absolutely fate. i absolutely in the dc world dr fate is one of my favorites and mm-hmm. um and i'll pierce brosnan i still think the race swaps of Hawkman, hawk girl are stupid but they look cool like they're the wings and stuff i think we saw that a little better in the first trailer actually yeah um so yeah unnecessary trailer but it looks cool yeah i mean if you, if you didn't get to see the first trailer, watch this trailer because cool. But yeah, I mean, you just, if you saw the first one, unfortunately, this isn't giving you anything. Yep. Um, Shazam. Shazam Flip makes side. it clear how, how things are like, yeah, tied together. They're referencing Batman and the Flash love and it, these love other it, things. Love it, love, so. it, love it, love it. Isn't it weird, though, that they're very clearly done with this other stuff? like? Batman's not coming back, uh, you know, but Shin Batman's not coming back. We're moving on. Henry Cavill's probably not coming back. Yeah, just like we're moving on from so much. Ezra Miller is in the Flash, and that's happening, (laughs) but but what about afterwards? I don't know. Right, but they obviously made this before, so I mean, you can't like rip it out of the movie. Um, And they don't show his face. Yes, that was interesting. It kind of works. It kind of works. No, I I love, 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 love this trailer. It is so, like, true to the comedic nature of Shazam, which is how humor is supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like, Shazam is supposed to be comedic. It's supposed to be lighter. It's not. But it's still got, like, elements of drama. You can still feel, like, the tension. And it's so classic. Like, you know, the story of, like, trying to work things out with your family and like what makes a family and what makes you special yeah. and like where's your place in the universe. It's so great at being so funny about serious things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Shazam knows when to take those beats. Um, so yeah, I I cannot say enough good things about this trailer. Loved it. Well put together, start to finish. Mm-hmm. Like showed me interesting things that are happening in here without giving the entire game away. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and may, you know, maybe I'm wrong about um, Shazam and some of his history and some of that, but mm-hmm. from what my familiarity with it, the the tone that they've gone for in these movies doesn't feel wrong. And mm-hmm. it, I complain about comedy a lot in these things because I feel like it's just it's overplayed, and they don't know when it should be placed where. And like you were mm-hmm. saying, this feels appropriate. 
and the tone that they're trying to land, they managed to land in the first one, which mm-hmm. is uh, is pretty impressive when a lot of people are failing at that right. these days. So, well, yeah. and I think part of part of what makes Shazam work is that to thirteen year old kids, life can be dramatic, but a lot of times life is just like funny. Yeah, things are just like funny. There's just just like a teensy bit less pressure and less like I am an adult. So therefore, like we need to strike a serious tone where when you have an adult, sometimes like the the constant comedic and jocularity feels off. Yeah. Where for kids, it just works just a little bit better because they do find humor in weird things and things can just be like funnier. Yeah. Yep. Totally. So, um, so it is. Love it. Yeah. Well, probably more happening from San Diego Comic-Con. We'll of talk course. about other things that pop up that maybe we are interested in as uh, as it concludes. I'm guessing today's last day. I don't know how that goes. but um, we'll Move on, though, from comic book-based stuff to the source material, mm-hmm. um, albeit from a different side of the world. Mm-hmm. We're talking a little bit about some, some manhwa or webtoons it is mm-hmm. the the you and uh dana got in pretty early i think honestly yes. um and definitely this is i think the future of comic books we're going to mm-hmm. we're definitely going to still have this i feel like there's mm-hmm. a, a community is resurging in that we're going to have uh manga is still going to be happening um, but webtoons is where there's a lot of creativity, a lot of like a wide variety of content and in a format that is very, very clearly the most accessible, you know, mm-hmm. when you're holding Everett, you can still read this yep. if you want, you, you know, good luck trying to flip through this, you know, and not bend something nope, or whatever be, you know reaching for those pages mm-hmm. <laughs> so the even even manga that i read you know it's like a larger you know it's too usually not convenient to read on the phone you want something bigger and mm-hmm. so the vertical nature of this is uh mm-hmm. it's just well realized and uh and korea is aware you know everyone makes webtoons but korea is the inventor of this kind of thing and is the the forefront of it and um they they're aware that they are the exporters of a growing booming thing and are investing Mm -hmm. a lot to support um artists Mm -hmm. and such in this endeavor so anyways try to be talking a little bit more on the show about some some of these that we're currently reading and we thought we'd give a couple a shot for this week we have the first three episodes of the cliff. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was new because <laughs> there weren't many <laughs> episodes. So like, Oh, if yeah. you follow along in this one, actually it's not new at all. There's a short film that's been made out of it to my understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. It's just, it just is short. It's like 10 episodes or something like that or nine. It looks yeah. Like. I, I like scrolled through and was like, Oh, it's like very clearly marked the last episode. <laughs> it was like in I yeah, miss I miss that. 
Yeah. And my first yeah. like, you know, flick through, I thought exactly like you did, like, oh, nine episodes, like, oh, great. We'll just, you know, keep going. And then I was like, wait, oops. <laughs> yep. Yep. So we, anyways, we uh, read the first three, The Cliff, mm-hmm. um, created by Sung Dae I, I can read Japanese names, okay? Korean, I'm not very good at. So when I say these things, I do apologize for mispronunciation because uh, it will happen. Um, summary that the, uh, the webtoon gives is tensions rise as two men wait for someone to save their lives after falling and getting stranded on the cliffside of a dangerous hiking trail. When days pass with no indication of help, the cliff becomes a stage for confrontation, violence, and madness. So, um, yeah. What'd you think? I love the premise of it. I mean, I, I read that description and I was like, Ooh, this is exciting. Like very intimate setting, very immediate, clear, present danger. You know, you Mm -hmm. don't need like a huge cast of characters. You just have these like two guys. So that's what kind of drew me in was like the smaller setting. And obviously like, conflict that was coming up out of this mm-hmm. like desperate situation um so i love the premise of it i thought some of the execution was a little clunky and i get that you only have nine episodes but i thought like some of the initial like explanation was just very like smack me in the face like a little too straightforward yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and, it definitely and- was they continued a little bit into the next couple, but like got less, you know, as the, as the story unfolded. But right away, I was just a little like, oh, okay, you are just giving me everything. <laughs> yes, it definitely felt like. I don't know, um, there was a, a, a time frame in mind, like, hey, I'm going to knock out this story. I've got this. This is, you know, how can I do this in a concise manner? Because. They definitely, and most stories would have, would have spent some time having the showing the two men hiking, chatting, getting to understand their relationship a little bit, mm-hmm. knowing their names and why they're out there, and like you know through conversation and different stuff. And instead, we just get like exposition, 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 like bam, 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 bam. I didn't really think mm-hmm. of that until you like said it, but that's it's totally they just jumped in there so clearly right whatever he wants to explore is it's on after. the cliff yeah yeah um, and i i get that i just i i it was just a little jarring i first opened yeah. it up mm-hmm. yep um i i liked the um i i thought the art was effective for mm-hmm. what what we got the expressions yeah, like of that there's faces no were good yeah, it was like I, I couldn't tell. You know, I thought maybe there was some color, but it's near colorless. If um, if not, and it really sells the bleak uh, outlook that these characters have. I and I was thinking, man, why are you hiking with this one guy? Because what a jerk! <laughs> so uh, Dongook is this guy that is yes immediately i mean i i understand and maybe that would have helped see again you're talking about jumping in so quickly because it felt so abrupt that you'd immediately go to like blaming the other person and then hiding the food and and yep. not just hiding the food making a scene of like what you took it 
had to have gone yeah. somewhere else. You took it. And so that's incredibly deceptive. And I feel like that needed to be earned a little more. Mm -hmm. That we're, we are desperate, feel that sense of time versus like, I just started reading this and you're on. Right. And it's like day three, friends. maybe, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, so. yeah. Yeah. I, uh, so not a good friend. And it'd be interesting if we explore how they got here, what their relationship is, how well they know each other. I feel like I know each other a little bit so that you're going to be hiking together for 10 days or whatever. So, right. right. They're going to be like staying at a cabin for two weeks, yeah. which, right. So uh, here again, I had like, I, I wish there was a little bit more background or something because I mean, I get that like, okay, so you're going to stay at this cabin for two weeks, but you really didn't like hike up there without anything but a candy bar. Like, well, people are they like noobs? To, you know, like staying out in the wilderness, is the cabin going to be stocked? Like, and that's what they were planning on. So that's why I didn't bring any supplies. Like, why are they in this particular situation? I have an answer. You know what I mean? So there's okay. one panel at the beginning where what they do, and I, I noticed this right away, they, they set up the camera and they drop their bags by the camera to go take oh, the picture. I did so not the see camera's that. set up, they go out there fall all their stuff is up on top that so. i didn't see because i i was like i don't understand why but mm -hmm. that's a consequence of like everything happening Zooming in like through. such a rush yeah. yeah because earlier you could have had them be very prepared you could have been talking yes. about the things you have in your bag you know exactly. we can we have all this and then, stuff and we then, get a compass we got rope or something you know and then me as the reader is like oh i'm like agonizing for you because you had it all it's there yeah Right. And, and here I'm just sort of like, so you have a candy bar? Like, yep. who are you people? <laughs> mm -hmm. And, you know, if this was as you would do in a comic book too, but in a movie for sure, you'd think like you have that moment where you, it's the foreshadowing where they're walking out to take the picture and you take a moment where you have a low angle or something and the just bags are bags. very in the front. <laughs> so you're like... Mm -hmm. That's a bad idea, you know? So, yep. Yeah. So, they needed an extra panel for that. But, um, yeah, I thought it was, otherwise, I thought it was a good start. Um, mm -hmm. It's, it, it will be over quickly. I, I imagine I'll probably read the next um, seven pretty quick, you know? So, worth yeah. seeing to the end. Yeah, it's it's still interesting. I mean, we we ended episode three on a literal cliffhanger of you know <laughs> of survival yeah. for both of them yeah. in very very different ways. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it, I mean, I like actually the place that we stopped because it, I think it made it more intriguing for me to like move to the next yeah episode. Um, so yeah, so I I like the premise of this, and I still do, and I still like the setup of human conflict. I just, maybe you could have made it 10 episodes and maybe given me just a little mm -hmm. bit more setup. Do you think Dongook dropped him on purpose? I mean, subconsciously, like a little bit? Ooh, like, yeah, a little bit. A little bit? There, there, was, there was some panic there. Yeah. About the discovery of the chocolate bar. Yeah. Your like, focus oh, is gone. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I feel like his his dismay was also like, oh, my God, what have I done? I feel like that was genuine. Yeah. I, I feel like 
he kind of maybe knows he's a little bit of an asshole, but I don't think he thought like right. I'm a murderer. I'm gonna, yeah. So right. yeah. So there's definitely some tension there. Yep. Well, you mentioned that you like um you've said on the show before. Mm-hmm. Have a sample a little bit, uh, a little bit sweet, a little bit salty. You want you want the dark and you yeah, want, want the light. You gotta balance. Yeah, right. Contrast. So, uh, reverse of this kind of story is maybe meant to be. So mm-hmm. this is actually a new one. There are yes. nine or so episodes presently available with a new one every Friday. Mm-hmm. And again, we looked at the first three. Surprisingly meaty. Uh, they are longer than I expected or than um, it seems like a lot that I've read are. So, um, summary, Jihan, a 32 year old freelancer with no work is tired of her parents nagging her to get married and finally move out. When she runs into her childhood friend, uh, Min Chul Jin, uh, who is also feeling the same pressure from his parents, she blurts out that they should just get married to solve both their problems. Little did she know he'd accept her suggestion, and she suddenly finds herself thrust into marriage, a story of an unexpected romance that'll have you scrolling for more. Mm-hmm. Um, created by Honey Skein. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, they always pick weird uh, pen names. And uh, Damcho for mm-hmm. the uh, artist, I guess, here. So mm-hmm. what um what you think of this? I think it's super cute. I like it a lot. Um I I kind of like what they do in the beginning episode. Everything's sort of like vague but specific. Um and what I mean by that is like so our our protagonist Gia is a freelancer of what? Mhm. Like they don't specify. So like later in the series, we could, we could like find out and it could be interesting, but it's just like, Oh, she's a freelancer. She doesn't have work right now. So it's like setting up her specific situation without being specific. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, it kind of the same thing. Like we're getting into the specifics of like, you know, our two protagonists are both being pressured about marriage. Somehow it just happens. And it's very vague. Like it just like sort of fast forwards Mm-hmm. Which both I think serves the purpose of like our main character being shocked that this is actually happening and not like quite remembering exactly yeah. how it goes, and also sets us up for later in which we could like go back to some of the specifics. Yep. You know, the the authors can kind of like fill it in later. Mm-hmm. So I like this very like teasing, like, you know, things happen in fast forward, but we could like learn more details because this is ongoing, so they could, you know leave themselves plenty of room to get creative later. Yep. Yeah. Um, I definitely was wondering, wait, did that just actually happen? Or was that an imagination of what could happen? Uh, Absolutely. I was sort of like, is she like fast forwarding like a scenario in her mind? Or is this like literally a marriage that's taking place? And then they summarize the next one and it happened. Yeah. And I I see you liked it. Yeah. Um, I think, I think this is, uh, really funny. I, I, Mm -hmm. uh, I was laughing quite a bit. Um, it's has a really like the people you can 
understand in this story and relates to. I feel like everybody can f- relates to someone or the scenarios or something, you know, feeling pressure to be married or like having a sibling yep. that's, you know, more, you know, appreciated than you are or not mm-hmm. feeling like you have Farther along in like the traditional family life, like, oh, yeah. I have a career and marriage and kids and your parents mm-hmm. are like, oh, I have grandkids. Yeah. All kinds of realistic down to earth things with the appropriate twist that is crazy enough yet possible. And um, mm-hmm. it it's obviously it sets up a lot of fun things for us for their, you know, to see this couple grow and learn mm-hmm. about each other. And we learn a lot, like how they're yeah. so different in many ways. And that it the series does well thus far, even just three episodes in, to like start warming our hearts and then mm-hmm. break it with a bit of comedy. And right. uh, I right. think that's great. Like she's like starting to get like, you know, she's reminiscing about their time on the beach and like how this has been. Mm-hmm. I'm having such a great time. You know, it's like, right. You know, it's the beginning stages of like maybe falling for the guy and then look over and he's got his dopey eye mask thing on and drooling. And then it's just, it's well portrayed. Um, I, mm-hmm. I also think the art balance of portraying how they actually look versus mm-hmm. when they're something silly, because some things go right. over the top with this, like in anime terms, uh, Maid Sama. I love that show, mm-hmm. but Same. they also they'll have people be completely different art styles for all the time, back and forth, like from mm-hmm. ridiculous and chibi to normal, mm-hmm. like at a breakneck pace. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I think I like the balance that this has with the expressiveness sure. and the realism. So. Sure. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, what else should I say? Um, I just, I'm just enjoying it. Like the characters are, are crazy enough. Um, I, each time I think like maybe she's being unrealistic. It's like, wow, this guy's an idiot. But then it's it's he's sweet and caring, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's well, it's just well done. Um, yeah, and they, uh, they handle situations well, like, um, you know, how would you just like get them to be married? Well, like, kind of rush through it and be vague because yeah. you know, like, how would you describe this in the first episode of like, this whole like logistics thing? Don't worry about it. We'll come back to it later. Up oh, it happened. Yeah. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, they're, they fa- flash forward to like their first wedding night on the honeymoon. And it's like, what are we going to do here? And he's like, here's some earplugs. I snore. Bye. Like, yeah. <laughs> thank you. We didn't have to make it like long and drawn out and awkward. And like, maybe we will at another point in time when, you know, we've gotten to know the characters and it maybe feels more like there's something here. We just like mm-hmm. can disarm it for right now. And it's funny but- and it's sweet, but realistic. Cause like who would just be like, yeah, of course I'm expecting something on our wedding night. Like I've known you for two minutes. Yeah. Nobody. Mm-hmm. And it's those teases are really what's, I hope they can keep those going because they're, they're mm-hmm. selling, selling it. Uh, the, the tease of like, what are you looking for to make our first wedding night special or great? Like what, what? Mm-hmm. And then getting flustered. And then we cut to see 
the in the shop there's shopping for clothes and he's like gonna pick out a bathing suit and of course the one they yes. show is like a traditional bathing suit and he cuts it that's perfect yes. and again the scenario i talked about before where it's like it's like setting up these expectations for something salacious or something where it's gonna progress the relationship in a way and then like immediately throwing ice on it and right. uh that's just been a lot of fun yes yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's like throws ice on it, but still paints the character in like a positive light. Yeah. You know, like and no our, one looks our, our stupid. They're like yeah. Yeah, you like everyone, even though they have their yes. flaws. Yes. Yes, clearly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then I'm just happy that the I'm good with the art because a lot of mm-hmm. uh, different stuff I've tried. I know that's like, your... really not. Yeah, it's a sticking point. And I'm really a fan. I think that the characters look good. They look unique enough. They take influences from different places. And I really like the um, just the, the color and lighting. But they don't shy away from having like heavy lines for um, you know like on mm-hmm. eyes and around your ears and some of that. They don't like sometimes things get vague. People are like mm-hmm. worried. I watched a video about a like a manga artist. Like he had an old drawing as a kid. And it's like, how do I, how would I make this drawing now, but make her look cuter, like little things. And it's a lot of it's like erase features, make them less mm-hmm. prominent, you know, and sort of thing. And it worked for that style, but mm-hmm. I appreciate this as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. Very <sighs> cute. I like, I mm-hmm. like these two. I like the balance of them. Nice. Well, I think we'll have to be finding another dark one soon. Cause yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I'll be over. So that's okay. Uh, there's there's so much out there. <laughs> yeah, it, and it's also nice to read a story about people that are basically our age. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, yes. like uh, again, a lot of times in you know manga, anyways, a lot we're dealing with fourteen year olds, and when you're mm-hmm. dealing with anyone older, they're like seventeen. So yeah. to have someone in their thirties, you know. Yeah. No, I've noticed that a lot about webtoons. They don't shy away from like, we're adults now. We're like mm-hmm. late 20s, 30s, even 40s. Like it's, it is nice. Yeah. It is nice to just feel like, okay, we can deal with this stage of life too. Yeah. And it can be funny. It can be dramatic. It can be, you know, heartwarming. It can be all the things. Every yep. stage of life can be all the things. Yep. yep. Wisdom. All right. Right. So <laughs> that is, um, our two manwas for the week, webtoons, um, mm-hmm. maybe meant to be, and uh, the cliff, and um, we'll let you know how the rest of it goes. Keep you updated, and that will conclude our episode as well for Popcast on the Rocks. Covered a lot of bases today. I, I thought I'd be short. You know, I should have. <laughs> you know, I told you said you it. famous last you words. S- I know, I know. I'm I. I didn't expect to talk about Lord of the Rings. I forgot about that, you know, so I got to rant about that for a while, per usual. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but anyways. It's, a, it's so, a full episode. It's a full episode. Um, that's been 113. Make sure you follow us on the social media things, Twitter, Facebook, all that sort of thing. And please subscribe, like, share, follow on YouTube and such or here on Twitch. Um, Killing the Flower is our theme song, wrote our theme song, so you should check them out on mm-hmm. Instagram, YouTube, or Spotify. 
if you listen to us just in podcast format, that's perfectly cool. Um, go to go Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever. Leave a review. That'd be much appreciated. And share this thing wherever possible. So otherwise, until next time, thanks again for joining me, Andrea. Of course. As always, cheers, everybody.